that right now. Praise the Lord. I think that did it. All right. That's better. <laughs> Woo. Glory. Brother, everybody happy? Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good. And, uh, you know, we started teaching yesterday on, uh, I mean, not yesterday, last week, on the end times. Uh, how many know that's the subject that everybody's interested in right now, the end times? They're concerned. Let me look at something here. Something's going on here. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's what it is. It has some microphones on back there. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. But we, we want to continue that this morning. You know, we talked about just the beginning. This is a subject that everybody's interested in. I'm talking about church people, worldly people. Ever, because even people out there that's not serving God, they've heard. They've heard about the end times. They've heard something somewhere, going to church somewhere, when they were small and younger. They've heard of the end times. But I want to tell you something. We're not just talking about it. We're in the end times. We have entered into the end times. The beginning of the end times. And we're going to see some things develop. Uh, I don't know how long God's going to keep us here. Nobody knows that. You know? But I believe that we're going to see some things develop along the way that we've already begun to witness in our world today on the Antichrist system. But we're going to begin to see some developments that we're not going to be really happy about. <laughs> because we don't want to be here. Well, we're not going to be here for a lot of this junk that's going to happen. But, but the thing is, we're seeing the beginning of it. And I believe what God is doing, it's his grace and his mercy that is delaying the coming of the Lord. It's his grace and mercy. Because we got a lot, listen, you've got a lot of loved ones that need to get back in the house of God. You got a lot of loved ones that need to get back to a relationship with the Lord. You know what? What's sad is I know in my own well, I guess the immediate family, Brett Branch and out cousins and all of this, you know. Now most of them are serving God today, and I thank God for that. But there's some of them that just kind of kind of got lukewarm, <laughs> you know. And uh, you know what the Bible says about the lukewarm, don't you? That sickens God. Right. He's gonna spew them. He'd rather have you hot or cold. Amen. And God doesn't want us in between. He wants us to be on fire for him and going forward in the things of the Lord. But we need to understand that we're, we're going to see the development of some things. And we don't need to fear. Jesus tried to calm, he tried to calm the disciples. Remember when, when just before, after he rose from the dead and all of this, you know, is this the beginning? Is this the beginning of the kingdom being set up again? You know, the Lord's kingdom. And Jesus said, no. No, and he began to tell them what's going to take place. And you can read that in, in the Gospels there, in the latter part of the chapters of the, all the Gospels. He starts telling them what's going to take place. All the things that we're seeing happening right now. And uh, th these things are going to keep on getting worse. They're not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And we might as well brace ourselves for the worst. Amen. Somebody said, well, and I've heard some people say, and, I, and I'm just saying this, I'm not fighting anybody, but I've heard preachers, main, 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 uh, well-known preachers, even in the full gospel ranks, they've heard that I've heard them speak and say just recently that uh, America 
is not going to be judged by God like the world is. Well, where did they get that? I read one time, God is no respecter of persons. Amen? Now, we use that for our good things that we get from the Lord. And that's good. But God's no respecter of persons. Listen, Israel was judged by God. Oft times throughout the Old Testament, when you read it, there was the judgments of God. What was the judgment for? Rebellion? Accepting other gods above God? Just outright sins. But they were judged. America is not exempt from judgment. Now, I don't know where they get that. It's nowhere in the Bible. There's nowhere in the Bible. They say, well, you can't find the United States mentioned in the Bible. No, you're not going to find the United States mentioned in the Bible because the end time one world government will be exactly that. It'll be one world government. Now, they've already worked on things, and we're not going to get into all the political stuff today, but... But they've already worked on things about the United States of different things, not the United States of America. And uh, uh, listen, we're we're in the end times. And we might as well face, somebody said, well, yeah, but God favors us. Well, God favors the righteous. America is not righteous right now. I'm talking about as a whole. America is not righteous. You can see it. Churches have declined all over. Everywhere. The churches have have taken up uh, doctrines of uh, things that God was totally against, and they're accepting these things. And uh, it, it, it's a it's a, a gospel of acceptance now. Now, well, you know, we accept everybody. God accepts everybody. He doesn't reject anybody. But God wants change and transformation, and God demands worship to Him only. Amen? Not other gods, but to him only. And we need to understand what it is. But let's read some verses over in Revelations 13, verses 11 through 18. Because we're going to hit something this morning that I think is on the minds of everybody, really. And he said that I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in the presence uh, uh, and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to in in, in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived, he was granted power to give breath to the angel of the be- uh, to the image of the beast. If the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed, and he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, who has the mark or the name of the beast. Or the number of his name, here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and the number is 666. Now that's in the Bible. That's what God said. But all the signs that we're seeing today on the news, even the fake news, 
And if you hear the fake news, you know that this is talking about end time stuff. But all the news is talking about it. But it's, it's, and all the signs are concerning the end time and the coming of the Lord. And the coming of the Lord is important to us as believers. We need to understand that that is our primary thing that we need to look for. And uh, the rapture of the church and the great tribulation. The great tribulation. Now listen, the Bible said in this world you shall have tribulation. But the great tribulation we've not been appointed to. Now somebody said the great tribulation, and I'm just going to state this and you take it and don't go out and say I'm preaching false doctrine. But many people say the great tribulation is when all of the world comes under this one world government and he starts killing people if they don't have the mark. Well, that's not the great tribulation. That's tribulation. Okay? The great tribulation is the wrath of God. Remember when Jesus comes in Revelation? He comes with thousands of his saints and he comes with all of the angels of the Lord to do battle with the devil and all of his demonic powers and forces. And he sends his wrath upon this earth. Now God sends his wrath upon this earth. But remember what Paul said in Thessalonians? He said, but God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by the Lord. Amen. We, we've not been appointed to the wrath of God. See, we're God's children. We've not been appointed to that wrath. Tribulation? In this world, he told his disciples, in this world you're going to have tribulation. Don't, don't get tribulation and the wrath of God mixed up. Tribulation is real. Tribulation is going to increase. Tribulation is going to increase during our time. Right now, we're going to begin to see more tribulation as far as tribulation increase. But the wrath of God is not appointed to us. We are a shout on that. Praise God. God has not appointed us to wrath, but to what? Obtain salvation. God will keep us. Remember when the Lord sent the wrath upon the Egyptians? He kept the children of Israel. How were they kept? By a mark on their door. We're going to get into that also, the mark of God. How many knows we're marked by God too in this world that we're living in? But all these signs. And he and, and, and look what he said. Jesus told him in Matthew 24, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to him to show him the, the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one of them should be left here upon another. All these Gothic cathedrals, all of these massive Campuses is what they call them now. I call them churches still. <laughs> With all these massive campuses around our nation, and, and, they're not, and they're great. I thank God that people can have a great place to worship in. But all of those are going to be destroyed one day. It's not mortar, brick, and stone that makes up the church. The church is made up of individuals. We are the building of God. We are the habitation of God. Every one of us that are washed in the blood of Jesus is part of the habitation of God in this earth. And did you know what? We, we, the church, is still the one that's holding back.
the powers of darkness right now. It's still the church, the true church. Now, some, some people have backslid. Some people have denounced the truths of God. They, they've accepted all kinds of doctrines. Whatever you believe, that's okay, as long as, you know, we just kind of get on the same page and love one another. Well, we've got to love one another, but love goes deep. You know, sometimes love instructs. Sometimes love uh, gets pretty stern. Amen? I've had to get stern with my little cat in there, you know. feel so bad when I get so stern with him. But you know what? He just comes up and just rubs on me and loves on me after it's all done. Because he knows I did it in love. I hope. Amen. But listen. And he said, look at what he said now. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And will deceive many. Listen. We've even seen that happen in our own generations of Antichrist spirits getting in supposedly men of God. Uh, well, we won't get into all that, but there's some, they're no longer here, so they weren't God, were they? <laughs> and they weren't for Christ. But take ye that no one deceives you. So many come in my name, Matthew 24, 3, verses 8, and, and they'll say, I'm Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars. Have you heard of wars? And rumors of wars? And see that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. How many saw that big volcano eruption in the middle of the ocean out there the other day? They, they got it with a satellite camera. And I, wasn't that gothic? I mean, massive? It was just uh, amazing. But you know what? These things, we're witnessing and seeing these things begin to happen. They've already found a, a great fault off the West Coast, right off the coast of California, where California and Oregon and Washington area, uh, it, it's, it's been uh, off of the coast over there. They have found this... Uh, it's a volcano that's ready to erupt. And what? We were up in Portland, Oregon, visiting my daughter and my, her family, my son-in-law and my granddaughters. And we, we took a little drive one day. Pat had never went out to the Pacific Ocean. So we, we took a little drive out through there and, and was going. And we saw all these signs that said, Tsunami Route. Tsunami Route? And we got to see it. I've never, and the closer we got closer to the ocean, tsunami route. And it told us to go around, the, if you, you know, in the place of, in case of a tsunami, you go around, you know. And, but you know what? How many know tsunamis are pretty powerful? We witnessed one not long ago that hit, was it one of the islands over in, uh, uh, was it Asia, over that direction or something? And anyway, it, it was a, a big tsunami that came and just, I mean, it just flooded the place, killed a lot of people. We, we was asking my son-in-law, said, son-in-law, what is this? What, what's this tsunami route? He said, oh, Dad, you didn't know. He said, well, they've got this big volcano that's out in the ocean there, and, it, and if it, when it erupts, he didn't say if, when it erupts, it's going to send the tsunami waves over the whole West Coast. I said, wow, that's amazing. Not only will it be tsunami waves, but the earthquake itself will go into the cities and the, other, and the towns and the things right on the West Coast. Did you know what? That just kind of follows suit with a lot of 
spiritual dreams and prophecies that our major prophets in our generation have seen. Or uh, uh, Dave Wilkerson prophesied in 
That's what they told us. All of our politicians, those silver-tongued fellows out there, you know. Dr. Fossey. I don't know. I, I, I just shook my head many times on some of our politicians because how in the world did people smart with a brain even put them there? Because they don't have the smarts in them at all. I'm talking about supposed to be smart people. The things that come out of their mouth is stupid, dumb, ignorant. And a lot of it's anti-God. And it's anti-American. So we need, to, we need to wake up and see what's going on. We're in the end time. Amen. The Lord is still on our side, though. Can you say amen? amen. But you can't, let, let me just say this thing. I, I believe all of these things that are happening with the, all the technology and things. How many have heard of the Bitcoin? You ever heard about the Bitcoin? <laughs> I had this one young man come to me one day in a church I was preaching at. And he said, Brother Parrish. Have you got your Bitcoins yet? I said, I said, no, I've read about the Bitcoins, but I, I didn't think they were real coins. He said, oh, no, they're real. They're just digitized. In other words, you're not going to feel them dangling in your pocket. They're just digitized. It's a digital coin. They've got another digital money out there. Now, now I'm just... And, and let me let me just—I was reading this on the on the computer system that it has has to have to to mint these things, the digitized coins. And they're talking about building one right here in Texas, you know, a big computer for that. And the computer takes so much power to operate that it will drain. According to what they're saying, it will drain the power from our own residences a lot of times. You'll have a lot of shortages and outages and things because of the, the power of it. And you know what? Let me, let me say this. I, one article even called it the beast. Isn't that amazing? See, we thought the beast was going to be some great big monster the devil created. And he's going to stand out there with his ugly figure and ugly face and fangs in his mouth and, and just, you know, get... But the beast, we're so far more advanced than they were way back yonder. It's not going to be some animated uh, giant monster movie that they used to have, you know, where all these monsters would grow up and, and, and you know, just overpower the cities. No, no, no. But they're referring to this digital system as the beast. Is that amazing? Doesn't that make sense that we're not going to get somebody have to tattoo something on us? But the beast is a digitized thing. Now it could be digitized as far as on you or however they make the mark or whatever. But it's not what we've thought all these years. But the beast, it's amazing. We'll get into that a little bit more. But all these things can be a prelude to the mark of the beast that we're seeing happen. In fact, you remember in the 70s, there were ministers preaching that if you got a credit card, the credit card numbers was 
was the true mark of the beast. Uh, and y'all remember that back, way back yonder in the 70s and, and, and the 80s? I remember those preachers preaching credit card. Don't get a credit card. That's a mark of the beast. Well, you know, it's just more of the digitized system. Now, let me say this. It is more convenient to use a debit card. <laughs> Amen. I use my debit card all the time. It's good for my records. It's good for my income tax when I get ready to do that. It, I mean, we got it, everything. Uh, you know, I've used a debit card. It's all right there. And, and, and you know, we still use checks on some things. But, but you know, but, but it, it's just so much simpler. You keep my receipts, and I just keep my receipts in a little notebook, and I got all my receipts there for the year. But uh, I should digitize those also, I guess. You know, that's probably the best thing to do. But, but well, you know, the credit card number, isn't it? <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny, though. <laughs> and remember when the Social Security card first came out? Preachers were saying the social, well, some of us, we don't remember it because we were just little bitty things back then. <laughs> I was born in 1947, so I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But, but and y'all were born uh, after me or before me. I don't know. But, you know, the thing is, People were saying the Social Security number was going to be the mark of the beast. Well, maybe the Social Security system is going to be part of it. I don't know. We don't know that yet. But the thing is this. It wasn't the mark. Although it could be things that could lead up to it. And all, the, all of our technology that we're seeing developed today could be a part of being used for the end time. It's very, very Possible. I mean, they're getting us to a point now. I mean, people that, that even work don't even see paychecks. It just deposited right in their account, digitized. And it's taken out of there and put in yours. But how many things what we're saying? It's all been digitized. Everything is just all computerized anyway. But and and then I remember back in the seventies. Uh, so the barcode that came on our groceries. Y'all remember that? I, had pre I heard preachers get in the pulpit said, you got to be careful. I tell you what, you better start hoarding up food right now because that barcode is a mark of the beast. Well, maybe it's going to be part of the system one day. I don't know, but right now it's not. It's just an inventory thing. And uh, they, they got it all digitized. And uh, it, it, it's pretty neat. Amen. But the mark of the beast. But we're in the end time. Can you say amen? amen? When Jesus hung on the cross, and he cried out in John 19.30, it is finished. Did you know that was the beginning? The war increased. The war increased right there between Christians, the church, the devil, Satan himself, because the devil was defeated at the cross. But that didn't stop him. He still got his demonic forces. He still got his power of influence. If he didn't have that power of influence, none of the disciples would have written all of those chapters about our mind and, and renewing our mind in the things of God. And the carnal mind is enmity against God because the carnal mind the devil uses and, and puts junk in there and, and, and it, it comes against the things of God many times. Now, listen. When you're growing in the things of the Lord, the devil will put things there and say, well, that ain't right. 
That's that preacher just getting fanatical. You know, be careful on that guy. You know, you might need to rethink him. <laughs> no, listen, it's real. The end of times is here. It's been raging for over 2,000 years. The battle between evil, between the devil and, and the church, it's been, it's been going on. And, uh, but remember, remember this. A Christian is, like Paul said, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus is still in us. Jesus Christ is in us. Now look what Colossians 1, 24 and 29 says. Paul was writing. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up uh, in my flesh uh, what is lacking in the affection of Christ for the sake of the body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship of God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. And the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, to them God willed to make known what the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles are, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and preaching and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To the end I, and I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in the mighty. Jesus spoke also and gave the signs of the end. I'm reading these scriptures, and it's important that you go back and read these again also. Matthew 24, verses 3 and 8, he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, said, tell, tell us when these things uh, shall be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Now that was important. Jesus said that the very first thing. Take heed that no man deceives you. Deception is running rampant today. People are deceived. People are deceived in what they believe. Your beliefs that you had years and years ago, people are deceived and not even believing that no more. How many times have you heard people say, and you talk about the coming, Jesus is coming soon, you need to get right with the Lord. Well, <laughs> I've heard that all my life. And, and, you know, I, I think people have misinterpreted that, you know. And, and I, I don't, I, you know, Jesus isn't going what, well, what is soon to the Lord? <laughs> a day with the Lord is a thousand years. A thousand years is one day. So what, what is time to the Lord? He, he's eternal. He is eternity. And so time itself, 2,000 years is a drop in the bucket to the age of this universe. 2,000 is nothing compared to the age of this universe. So God is in charge of this thing. But we need to understand that, you, you, you know, that the devil's a liar. Amen? Look, he said uh, in verse 28, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus to, then, to this end to also labor, say, uh, give striving according to the working which works in his mighty power. Jesus gave those disciples the same thing. And he began to talk about the end time. When they came to him upon the mountain there. He sat on the Mount of Olives. And they wanted to know what the signs of the end are going to be. And what the sign of the coming. He said, take heed that nobody deceives you. Many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ. And will deceive many. You will hear wars and rumors of wars. We've seen that. You're not troubled. See that you're not troubled for all these uh, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. We're seeing that right now. We're going to see more of that 
in the days to come, real soon, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes, and various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Luke 21, verses 25 through 28, Jesus is saying almost the same thing. All signs point to the nearness of the end of the coming of the Lord. Jesus began to speak to the end and said there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they uh, will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, Everybody looks at that. Listen, when these things begin to happen, Jesus didn't leave us and say, well, it's going to be way, way, way out yonder. Well, it is according to our time. But he said, when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads, because your redemption draws nigh. Listen, we're the generation. My daddy thought his was a generation, and he was. He was right in believing that. And, and, and the ones before that, and the preachers before that, the generation. The coming of the Lord has been ministered ever since Jesus left. Even the disciples preached on the coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming. That is one of the primary factors of our gospel. Jesus is coming back. He's not leaving us in the lurch. He will return. He will do what he said he's going to do. But God's timetable has to be fulfilled. And we're beginning to see some of these things happen. And uh, the devil's rushing to the final conflict. Look what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 22. He said, except those days should be shortened. There should be no flesh saved, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. So God sees what's going on, and God will even shorten the days of the tribulation and the things that are going to begin to happen. For whose sake? Our sakes. The sakes of those that love the Lord and believe him. Now, there's two marks mentioned in the Bible. And uh, as I said, one of them is a mark of God. We're going to get into that next time. But we're going to talk about the mark of the beast today. Because we just need to understand what is happening in our generation. What's happening in this world right now. And, you know, we, we've heard of the mark of the beast. The mark of the Antichrist. And uh, we, we've heard of all of this. And... But now we're living in that era. We're living in that generation. I believe this generation, this era, right now, I believe we're going to see the coming of the Lord. Our calendar is 2022. The Jewish calendar, I think it's like 2674 or somewhere along there. And, you know, every 2,000 years, some great event took place. And you can see it recorded in the Bible. Creation of the earth. The flood. And then, well, the flood actually came probably about 700 years after the creation. Evil just really spread big. God destroyed the whole earth because it was evil. Evil. Only eight people got saved. Noah preached for 120 years while he was building that ark. 120 years he preached. Salvation. Righteousness. You can go with us. The door was open. And when he got finished, the door was still open. 
And him and his family got in. And then the Bible says, God shut the door. See, when God shuts the door, there's no more opening. There's no more hope. Did you know our time in this earth is allotted? Every one of us have a time that we're going to be in this earth. And when it's time and God shuts the door on the time, it's shut. We can't do anything about it. God has the appointed time. He said it's appointed unto man once to die. There's an appointed time for every person. I believe some people have left prematurely as far as their age. But death doesn't have no preference on age. He'll snuff out the little infants. He'll snuff out the little children. He'll snuff out the teenagers. He'll snuff out the young adults. He'll snuff out, he'll snuff out anybody he can. That's why we need the blood of Jesus. And that's why we need to plead the blood of Jesus. That's why we need to walk under the covering of the blood every day. We get in our car and we thank God that the angels of God are encamped around about us. I believe that. We, I've had several instances in my car through the years, and I, I'm a pretty good driver. I, I, I don't know about these other young folks out there, but you know, we, we just, uh, 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 <laughs> I won't say nothing. <laughs> but, but, but you know, but God, but we, but we've seen the hand of God. I was going, I was working right at, after I got out of Bible college, and I was working at a church there in Houston. And uh, I had to go from where we lived and had to go down this road, and there was a railroad track. There was a railroad track. And I tell you what, I don't know how. I don't know how I got through that. I do not know to this day. But I was just driving, and I was just singing and just praising the Lord. I was on my way to work at the church, and, and I was just going, and, and all of a sudden, I just, the railroad track was there, the crossing was there, the crossing bars were down. I, I don't know when I went through the thing, but I do know that when I was on the other side of that railroad track, the trains were just zooming, the cars were just zooming by. My heart's kind of sank at first. And then I said, thank you, Lord. I believe those angels were saying, hey, buddy, keep your eye on the road. <laughs> but I believe that. I believe God directs our steps. God protects us. And we need to thank God that the angels are with us every day, especially in the traffic out here that we're seeing happening right around us right now, the growth that's happening. Not only here, it's all over. I mean, it's just multiplying. And, uh, but, you know, we need to thank God that the angels of God are kept around about us. As long, I was driving down the road one night and had three preachers in the car with me, and I was going down the road and, and had a little stretch there, and there were no cars around. I just kind of speeded up a little bit, and one of the brothers said, Hey, brother, I just think the angels just got off back there. <laughs> I said, What are you talking about? He said, Well, you just went 10 miles over the speed limit. I said, Whoa, whoa I did. And I pulled it back. He said, They just got back on. Well, he was getting the point across to me. <laughs> Don't tempt the Lord thy God. Amen. Don't get out here. Speed down the road and think, well, the angels will take care of me. No, 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 no. We, got, we still got to obey the laws of the land and let God take care of it. And if you need to get there faster, let him transport you just in the spirit. God can do anything. Amen. But listen, 
Jan Christ, Mark of the Beast. What is it? No person can buy or sell without the mark. This is what the mark is. Let's read Revelations 13, 16 through 18. He calls us all, both small and great, rich and poor. I want to tell you something. The Antichrist system is not fair. It, it includes everybody under one blanket. Under, you can be rich, you can have a lot, you can have less, but there, the Antichrist system requires what it wants. And I'll give you. And look what it said. Free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or their forehead. Now God's pretty specific here. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Now here again, through the years. Dear Lord, I tell you what, I don't know where they get some of this stuff. Uh, one of the, the Secretary of State for one of our presidents, can't think of his name now. <laughs> uh, he had a foreign name. And I, I don't know if it was... Uh, anyway, people were saying, he is the Antichrist. Because he was from a certain region of the world, you know. And he, and he, and he was foreigner. And it's, you know, Kissinger. It was Kissinger. Henry Kissinger. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember when all that rumors got out? Henry Kissinger, he was the Antichrist. John Kennedy was killed, shot in the head. You know? Preachers were preaching this. They said, well, John Kennedy's not dead. He was wounded in the head. He's coming back as the Antichrist. I said, come on. Amen? There's all kinds of things out there. But you know what? When he shows up, You'll know it because he'll defy God. He'll defy Jesus. He'll defy the gospel, the blood. He'll defy anybody that is playing, playing, has, it, has any allegiance to the Lord. But also, he doesn't, he's no favorite, there's no favoritism there. The whole world is supposed to bow down to him. The whole world is going to come under his control. And it will be a specific mark that identifies each person that is that's accepting the deception of Satan. It will be a specific mark and it, it, it identifies each person that has accepted the deception of Satan except those that refuse. And Revelation, get in the book of Revelation, you begin to see some of this. Those that refuse are beheaded, they're killed, they're destroyed. I mean, those the disciples were beheaded, they were killed. They were destroyed. But did you know what? Many of them went out of here praising God. Many of those that were martyred during the time uh, when Peter wrote that letter to the uh, to the epistle uh, to the church there, and, uh, he, he said, uh, don't think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Did you know that fiery trial during that period was a time of persecution that the Christians Christians, the followers of Christ, were actually being 
used as lamps on the streets. And they were doused with whatever fuel they had and burned on fire. Fox's Book of Martyrs has accounts of Christians that were killed during different times. And many of these Christians that were persecuted and stuff, the account was they were singing praises to the Lord, praises to God. They said there was even accounts in, in, in the arena uh, of the Roman arena there where they had them out there fighting the lions and, and all of this, and, and uh, they, they were praising God. Listen, I tell you what God does. He puts a praise in your heart because you know what? This world's not our home anyway. We're just passing through. And just like that, we're in the presence of the Lord. That's what Jesus said. When, to, to die is to be present with the Lord. When he told that through Paul, to die is to be present with God. So thank God. Right immediately, we're in the presence of the Lord. So thank God for the victory that's ours. But the devil is still, you know, he, he just wants to show us his, uh, his uh, strength. But the mark is a mark of disobedience to God. See, when you take the mark, I'm just saying this because there's people going to be still here when all this takes place. And those that take the mark is going to be a mark of disobedience to God. We're not to worship any other God but God. Amen? Isn't that what, the Lord, isn't that what Jesus told us? Worship the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And we don't want nobody else to be our master. And uh, it, it, there's no doubt that those who have the mark of the beast are those people who have actually put their allegiance to the beast rather than to God. And the majority of mankind will actually receive the mark of the beast. Now, this, here's a frightening fact that the Bible reveals about the mark of the beast. It's not only a few who will be deceived. Not only a few people that will be deceived during the end time. It will not only be 50% of the world population. It won't be just 85% or 90%. He's wanting 99 to 100%. It's not going to be 100%. We know that because there's some that's not going to take it. But this is how, this is the depth of what the devil wants to do. The whole world is going to be under his control. And, and look at what it says here in Revelation 13, 5 through 8. He said that he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. He was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. Now listen. There's a lot of arrogance in our society today against God. There's a lot of hatred towards God and the church right now. But in this time... It's going to show 100% of the arrogance and the hatred towards God. And it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe and tongue and nation. The whole world is going to come under the control of the Antichrist. Now, we need to step back a minute and just look at something. And this, now, don't go out and say Brother Clarence is the authority on it. But I, I've observed a lot of things as I've studied and read the Word. And also observe things that's happened in history. And you begin to look at history. From the beginning, from the time before before Christ, God's people were tried to be, a, they tried to annihilate him. Amen? 
They've, they've tried to annihilate them all this time. From the time after Jesus was born, there's still been things going on. And the kingdom. And what was amazing during Jesus' time, it was not uh, just the Roman government that was against Jesus. It was the Sadducees and the Pharisees of the religious sect that should have known through the prophecies that Jesus was coming, but they refused to receive it. Those people refused to receive it at that time. And because of that, Jesus was crucified. But that was all part of God's plan too, by the way. They couldn't take him until it was time. Remember, Jesus slipped out of their midst a lot of times. He just went right through them. They didn't even know where to go. Where to go? We thought we had him cornered. And he did. But when it was time, it was time. He allowed them to just arrest him. It was time. Because this was the time. But it was the Roman government that was against. And if you look at the Roman government, and if you look at the fall and the rise of the Roman Empire, it's a big, thick book. I don't uh, you know, encourage you just to take time to read it right now. But, but it, it's full of history. But the fall and rise of the Roman Empire, you see where this pagan government that was one of the most modern governments that there was in that time and in our time. They were the most pagan and anti-God. They had all kinds of gods. They allowed all kinds of immorality. They had abortions. They had same-sex marriage. They had homosexuality. They had all of these things in the Roman Empire. They would have those big uh, banquets. It would become big sexual orgies. And this is history. You can read about it. The Roman Empire. And it was the Roman Empire and the religious sect that came against Jesus. And you see, I'm going to tell you something. And I say this with concern and love. But there's a lot of major, major denominational sects of religion today that have turned away from the gospel. And they have upheld and embraced all of these things that even the Roman Empire had. And they're embracing all kinds of things that are unbiblical and against God, anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-church. You know what? God's still on the throne. Jesus is still Lord. The convicting power of the Holy Ghost is still present. God's still going to minister to people. God's still going to draw them in by His power and by His Spirit because He's still Lord. Amen? But I'm not going to be part of that. Amen? I had one young man come to me one day and just talked to the pastor and he said, Pastor, he said, Now what we got to do. And I'm not against this. I, I mean, I know a lot of churches do this. He said, what we got to do, we got to put us a credit card thing out there so I can give my offering. Well, they were receiving offerings and people were still giving, and you know. And uh, I think they even had it, had it set up on their deal where they could still give online, you know, if they wanted to. And, and he said, but I tell you what, you're going, you're going to put that back there. He's one of these young yuppies right now. You know? 
He knows everything. And he said, because uh, if you want my offering, that's the only way you're going to get it. Well, pastor went and got one. And I told him, I said, what did you bow down to that spirit for? I said, you know what I told him? I said, you know what? Go put your hand, your finger in the river out here. Stick it in there. And see if it stops the flow. Then take it out and see if the flow is still going. Pastor, his offering is not going to keep your church afloat. Because number one, he's giving it with the wrong motive and the wrong spirit. And I said, I wouldn't bow down to that spirit of antichrist system anywhere. I'm not saying it's antichrist. That's not wrong. I, I mean, goodness gracious. We've had people come to us and, and we finally got a deal on our little phone when we was traveling and had our books and tape. And some of them said, well, I don't handle cash and don't handle checks and, and if you had a, a, a deal. So we got one and you know what? We used it. We used it. I mean, it's a little more trouble, a little more time, but we use it. But you know what? It didn't increase anything. You know what I found out? People that want it, they're going to do it and give it anyway. Hallelujah. But you know, the thing is, what I'm saying, I mean, I'm saying I'm not against modernism or getting modern and, and up, upgrading and, and all of these things. I'm not against that. But you know what? Don't demand me to bow down to a system that I know where it's headed. That's going to be part of the digital system one day. One day you won't have control over that because it's going to be controlled by one central place. And we need to understand what we have now. It's going to all burn up one day anyway. And you know what? God's got everything under control. God's our source. God supplies. God does what he says he'll do. God will not let you down. He's not going to leave you in a lurch. God's not going to leave us here in a lurch. One day we're going to hear the trump of God sound. Praise God. I believe it's going to happen. Somebody said, well, why hasn't it happened yet? Because God's grace is working. God's gra It's all God's grace right now because God's loving grace is trying to still draw people in to the things of God. But one day it's going to come to a halt. Jesus is coming soon. Victory's ours. But we need to understand what's happening and, and, and when the end times come. Well, I want to give you one last thought here real quick. How many heard of the global reset? Have y'all heard that term, the global reset? Well, the global reset, you need to investigate it, Google it. It's coming. It's happening right now. The global reset is in place. They're resetting not just our nation. It's the whole world system that's being reset right now, the global reset. And... Um, Changes don't just happen in our world system by accident, by the way. This thing's been plotted for a long time. Even from the time our Constitution was penned, you had some anti-constitutionalists in there against anti-God. They were, they were even anti-God in some of the ones that started this Constitution that we have. But I want to tell you something. This, it's nothing new under the sun, by the way. The devil's still the devil. Jesus is still Lord. And victory is still ours in Jesus' name. The blood's still powerful. Can you say amen? But this global reset, 
has been in the making ever since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. Satan influenced the mind of Adam and Eve during that time. And it all started with a deceptive lie. And Eve told the devil they were commanded by God not to eat of the forbidden fruit. You know that story on Adam and Eve, and that's the, that's the truth. Satan twisted the truth. You'll not die. And the fact was they were already like God. They were made in his likeness. They were just already in the, just like God. They were created in his image. That's what the Bible says. They were created in his image. And they were there. But the anti-God and anti-Christ spirit has been here in the earth from the time of the fall of man. Anti-God. The devil was against God. He came against God. And what did he do? He turned Adam and Eve against God. Temporarily. Thank God for grace. Thank God for the blood. An atonement of the blood. God did all of that. He started the blood. He, he had the first blood covenant relationship with Adam and Eve when they sinned. And he did that. But there's been a constant warfare with the saints for these 6,000 years. It's happened. But according to the World Economic Forum, the date for this global reset, when I say global reset, we're talking about all the nations of the earth coming together in unity. Because of the times that we're in, and they're, they're trying to fix something up so that it's equal for everybody, all the nations, and they're, they're trying to do this right now. They're global, according to the World Economic Forum, you can look it up, the date for this global reset completion is 2030. Is that eight years? Is that eight years? 2030? That's eight years, isn't it? Seven years of great tribulation? Is that what the Bible says? How many believe we're in the end time? How many believe we're here? Now listen, terms like the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, and the Build Back Better. You know, how many have ever heard those terms recently? All refer to the Great Reset, the long-term globalist agenda to dismantle democracy and national borders who are governed by unelected leaders and the reliance on technology surveillance rather than the rule of the law to maintain public order. They're, they're working on this right now. It's already ready to go. They want to dismantle democracy. I'll say this, and I'll boldly say it. America has been messed with in our election. Things have happened that should not have happened. Things are still trying to happen. And they're still trying to do things. And we need to understand what's taking place. Amen? But look at what it said. Decades. Uh, and technology, you know, technology sur uh, uh, surveillance. Listen, you can't go anywhere in this world without somebody spying on you. There are little things flying over us. they got pictures of us. Amen. I, every once in a while, I'll think about that and I'll say, Praise the Lord! They said, What's that idiot doing? <laughs> you know, but listen, it's real. Uh, decade war and the threat of war has enriched the, uh, the elite, kept the population going along with their agenda. 
Today, pandemics and the threat of infectious outbreaks are the new tools of war and social control. I'm saying it again. Coronavirus is real. Okay. I still believe it was man-made. I believe it was a man-made sickness and illness that's been unleashed on this earth for population control. And it's unleashed on this earth. Somebody said, well, Brother Clarence, you're getting plum fanatical now. That's okay. We'll see who's fanatical when it's all said and done. Because God's still on the throne also. Amen? But pandemics... And, and social control. The Federal Reserve is already. Listen to this. Now you can you can you can research this. The Federal Reserve is working on a central bank digital currency called the CBDC. How many's ever seen that in the news? CBDC. CBDC. It's a central bank digital currency. We're getting close, folks. I said we're getting close. I'm not preaching this first message on the mark of the beast to bring fear, uh, but to bring us information so that we'll know the coming of the Lord draws nigh. He, it's up on us. And all these news channels are talking about the giant computer system uh, to generate these digital coins and the power to generate it. It was referred to many correspondents referred to this new uh, computerized system that's needed, they, they referred to it as the beast. Isn't that amazing? We thought the beast was going to be something bad. Oh, you know. <laughs> and the Antichrist, you know, the Antichrist probably going to be just a little weenie down here, you know. But the thing is, the beast is what it's referred to. And this beast is what they're going to bow down to. The love of money is the root of all evil. And we've got to get the love of money out of us to the point to where we love God more than anything else. Now, we still have to have money to operate with. I understand what I'm saying. Amen. But the thing is, we need to understand that the love of money is the root of all evil. And if we've got the love of money and we get in hard times where the Antichrist system is in charge with the big beast, guess what? We're going to have to put our minds on God, our trust in the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. And this Bitcoin is a big rage right now. And uh, uh, all an all-digital currency system is part of the system of social control, by the way. Social. Listen, all of this stuff is social control. The stuff that they're even telling us now, and I'm, I'm not afraid to say it out loud and boldly, you know, some of it is just garbage. I mean, they're rattling off stuff that, you know, it, it's, we, it put fear in us. God's bigger. God's brought us through plagues. God's brought us through uh, diseases and sicknesses that hit this earth. And who knows? Maybe some of that was man-made. Who knows? You know, we don't know all of these things. But we do know one thing. Jesus is Lord. And victory is ours. And we're going to see victory in Jesus' name. Amen? And and all, listen to all the political leaders now. And you've heard these from political leaders. One world order. They're saying that with their mouths. One world order. Like I said, God wants to walk in fear. 
I'm not saying I know what the number 666 means, whether it will ever be manifested you know, by a literal mark on the person's right hand or forehead, or whether it will be an electronic chip in us. You know, I don't know how they're going to do all of this, but you do know one thing, that they're going to be revealed in their time. But I'm also looking forward to the point that we don't have to be here for most of that. Amen? But we're seeing the beginning of it. And we're seeing the beginning of what's going to happen. But one thing is certain, I just want to say this, the end times have begun. We're in the beginning of the end. And I'll tell you something, the mark of the beast is not something that I want. No, I, I, and I don't think anybody here is going to take it willfully. And I, 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 don't think, and I don't think we're going to be able to take it accidentally. Because you know why? The mark of the beast, it says that you, you have to submit to it. And you have to know what you're doing. And it's those that don't do it are going to be destroyed if you're here. Amen? But thank God that we can understand what the Word says. I don't know about you, but I hope you got something out of that. Because we need to be aware of the time that we're living in. This is the end time. This is the end of our generations that we know. We're, we're in the beginning of it. Seven years can go just like that. And the global reset date and the completion is 2030. Now you let your calculator go and see where we are. We're in the end time. The Lord is still for us. Amen. And I'm going to speak to everyone here watching my Facebook live. If you, if, you know, I I've never seen so many people that have got discouraged through the years and not attending services in a church and not in church. And everybody says, oh, we've got to get them in church. Got to get them. No, no. We need to get them to the cross first. Get them to the cross, to the altar. Let them find their way back to God. God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. And we want you in church. And then after you get back to the Lord, you need to be in church. Why do you need to be in church? Because he said, forsake not this assembling of yourselves together as a matter of somehow. But even cut together the more often as you see the day approaching. And I tell you, that's what we need to do. We need to say, Lord, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Somebody said, boy, I wish it was back like it was in the 50s. Glory to God, people just come in and fly. Well, it's not like that right now. But you know what we can do? We can make a hunger and make them hungry for the things of God. And you can do it by first getting right with God yourself. Amen? And getting back in the position that God wants you. We're God's children. We, we have an important part to play in this end times. And I want to do my part. And I want to be the best for God. Don't you? Let's bow our heads before the Lord. Those of you that's out on Facebook Live, just bow your heads before the Lord also. And, uh, and just let God just do. Sister Doris. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. Amen. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the victory that's ours. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm going to ask everybody here, everybody that's watching my Facebook Live, we need to just recommit ourselves to the Lord. Just recommit our hearts to the Lord. Father, we just do that right now. Every person here, 